Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show. It's old movies, sometimes classics, sometimes forgotten gems, sometimes just schlock, whatever we feel like. Uh, this one is going to be a first time watch for both of us, we watched The Big Heat, which is a Fritz Lang film from 1953, it's a noir, and neither of us had seen this before, so we went. We thought we'd give it a watch and we'll just wait to talk about it. So we'll start off spoiler free for a little bit, just to give sort of general opinions, and then we'll start going into full spoilers to uh, discuss it a bit more in depth. So that's what's going to happen. Connor? Yes? Did you like The Big Heat? Uh, for the most part, yeah, I did. Hmm. I, I liked it as well. I, I don't think it's uh, Lang's best movie. Like I've mm. definitely M's one that sticks out in my mind is uh, his kind of like masterpiece, if you will. But yeah. uh, as a noir, it plays into a lot of those tropes, uh, and that's probably where the film isn't as interesting for me. That said, the direction is pretty great throughout most of it. It's it's got a darker edge to it. Where even if the violence is happening off screen, there's like implications of things happening that. Yeah, are a bit more extreme than what I typically expect of films from this uh, this era. So, yeah, it's it certainly manages to have a sense of uh, horror to it at times like that, where it has that extra bite that you just don't really see at many else other films at this period. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so it's basically it's about a about a cop who stumbles into a sort of conspiracy there's a sort of a some, someone that someone's trying to cover up a suicide uh yeah. he's not sure why but as soon as he starts to investigate things more people start to turn up dead and it's clear that he is ruffling feathers that someone high up is not yeah. happy that he's looking into this and it becomes more personal it becomes more th- i think for me what i think works really well as much as it's really obvious that it, it does really make me care about some of the characters early on yeah. Uh, perhaps more so than I'm used to in movies like this, which is why I knew something bad was going to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> You can call it almost to, yeah. to the scene. But it did do it really well, to the point where I'm like, oh man, they're, they're really building character here. Uh, yeah. And it, it really worked. And it, it meant the, the later events of the film had a bit more weight because I really cared about what was going on. I agree, although at times that's to its detriment, where I feel like it did spend so much of the early stuff building character that when we get into the plot a little bit, you know, towards the end, certain bits, it's like, well, it feels like it's missing a little bit of extra heart or something to go along with the character that we had. What do you mean? Well, like, like some of the events, it feels like some of the earlier character building isn't necessarily, uh, it doesn't play into it as much. It's just there in the background. It's not as in the forefront as, as you'd expect for some of the events. Uh, I, I'm not really sure if I get that complaint, though. Because t- to me, it's just about us. We we care more about what's going on with the main character later on in the film because of the events and because we had the heart in the first half. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't have to be at the forefront. I don't. I don't... No, that's fair enough then. Uh, for me, that was never an issue. I think. I think for me, the reason why it's like a good film but not a great film is because once it does get to the plot and he's going to shake down people and he's going to investigate, the actual conspiracy is not that interesting. It's just kind of typical. It is. It's it's just another noir, isn't it, at that point? I mean, it's well done, but it doesn't do anything special beyond that. Now, the specialty definitely from the direction and the characters, because even some of the other characters are pretty well defined. Uh, Vince, who is like the sort of the main bad guy who we kind of encounter, he 
is very deplorable and we, we sort of see hints of that throughout the film and he kind of escalates as the movie goes on and we see him do something truly horrific yeah. sort of down the line and it kind of it, it seeds him really well and it, it, it builds and it builds and in that sense it works really well it's just the actual plot of like what is the conspiracy oh it's just corrupt people paying off cops it's like it's not really yeah it's it's as by the numbers as it could possibly be really in that sense but it's solid. It's, it's it's never weak. It's always completely solid, and I yeah. think that is from the direction and what it has. I think more than a lot other movies of this kind are are the, the the maybe the I don't know if they're deeper characters, but they're definitely more well rounded characters. Yeah, I think just defined was a good word when you, when you said that about Vince because there's a good handful of characters where you you just get a sense of who they are like quite mm. well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think we'll waste any more time trying to dodge around plot. We'll we'll give the spoiler warning, and we'll go into it. So full spoilers from this point on for the big heat. Uh, so, so yeah, I really like the opening scene of this movie actually, because mm. the movie opens in a shot of a gun, and yeah. then we see the hand come in and it picks it up, and we hear a bang, and then the guy falls into frames. This it's the suicide of the, the detective uh, Duncan is his name. Yes, and we see his wife come down. And she like sees what's just happened, and she's standing next to this big grandfather clock. Mm. And I just really like this. I like this image, and it's just this like the like his time is up kind of thing, and the the clock's yeah. right next to her head. It's just very neatly done, mm. uh, and it really sets you in for the the mood of the movie, where there's going to be like death. And it's a lot of it's going to be about uh, the end, and obviously the other big theme in the movie is money. Money's a huge theme in this film. Uh, everyone's talking about money constantly, yeah. right down to the fact that at one point when uh, Banyan goes to goes to get like a drink at the there's this place where all the bad guys t- typically mm. are hanging out called the Retreat, and when he goes to get a drink, he asks for a beer, and this happens a couple of times. And both times you hear the waiter or whoever say the price of the beer. How often does that happen in movies? It very rarely does. Yeah, almost never. They're just like, a beer, and then just pay, and that, that's it. And the first time, I didn't think much of it, but it was the second time when I heard it again. I'm like, wait a minute. They're really making a point of like pointing out just the actual price of what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's a small thing, but it's, it really adds it to this theme of, theme of the movie, because everything revolves around money. The reason why people are, are working with the bad guys is because of money. They're, they're worried about their pension. They're, they talk about the, the lieutenant's pension that he's worried about not ruffling feathers because he's, you know... Two years yeah. from retirement, and he's he's worried that he's not going to lose his pension. And even like Banyan and his wife, when they're having steak, he's like, "Oh well, you know, the daughter's going to be starting school now. We're going to have to cut back on the on the steak yeah. and all the rest of it." And you know, Vince's girlfriend loves to spend his money, and that's why she puts up with how much of an asshole he is. Like throughout the movie, money and the corruption of money is like a big big theme. It plays yeah, it's pretty the much thing. what the whole film is. Yeah. And how heartless people can be when that's all they care about, and that's kind of what leads. So they build Banyan and his wife and their relationship really well. Like there, there's a couple of scenes with them where she's like stealing drinks of his food and taking food off of him, and it's like, but it's always jovial. It's always like returning back and forth, and they're always very, very energetically together. Like there's never any like lulls or like oh they're going to be nagging at each other because they're husband and wife. No, they're very happy. Yeah, almost to a fault where he brings it up. Like you know, he he she takes some of his drink, mm. and he talks about how oh that's why we're such a perfect couple because we we like all the same things and we share all the same foods and drinks. Yeah, um, but there's a hint, there's a hint of sarcasm in his voice. There is a hint that. of sarcasm. There is, but it's it's so 
Uh, you kind of just get it from seeing it that I'm not sure it was necessarily needed. Okay, maybe the dialogue's a bit much, but I, th- I think it did a really good job of making us like her. And she's only got a couple of scenes, but it very, very quickly makes you like her. Uh, and you see a little bit of the daughter as well, but the daughter, as with most kids in movies, you don't have to really get to know the kid to understand the threat. And, of the and kid they literally kind of just shuffle her off as well. Yeah. Uh, but so it really sets up that we like her, which is why I'm like, all right, okay, something bad's going to. Because he keeps he keeps ruffling feathers, as I say. And mm. At one point, they threaten him, but oh, they're going to something bad's going to happen to his family. I was thinking it was both his wife and kid. That, that would have been more normal, like what you expect, I think, by now. Yeah. Uh, but of course, someone's planted a bomb in his car, and it goes off, and she goes into the car, and it's her that dies, and it raises the stakes. This is like a good. I mean, it's pro- realistically it's the end of Act One. It's like raising the stakes for why he's got a yeah. mission for the rest of the movie. But it really sets up the his determination for the rest of the film and why he really does feel like he's a like because he even hands in his badge like when he got when in the because it, it cuts time a little bit and we see the the police chief like sits down with him like we're all in this case all everyone's going to look into all your old case files because it's probably revenge and he's sitting there going no it's not revenge this is the case this I was is what working I was on. into yeah yeah this is the exact thing that was just going on but you're trying to cover it up and he accuses him as as much and uh, he makes him hand in his badge but I think because we liked the wife so much that we care about her probably more than we do him to be honest because he's he's very typical. It's very cop. much you, your straight edge yeah. cop that you see in these movies. Yeah, so he, she, she kind of becomes the heart, and because she gets taken away, I think when he does go off the books and he does start investigating on his own, and he is roughing people up, you never, you, you're never like, oh, this is I, I a uncalled for or b too far. You never feel like he's crossing some sort of line. There is one moment where he does almost, but mm. very much he, you're, you're with him on his plate to find. Who's responsible yeah, for Yeah, I think it's especially noble, though, because obviously we see the things that Vince does, and it's like, which is so far over the line that it makes Banyan seem tame in comparison. Oh, yeah. Which he is, obviously. Oh, yeah, because, uh, like, the, the girl who gives him the hint that it wasn't a suicide, or at least if it was a suicide, that there's more to it, like, she winds up dead, like, the next day. Like, people, yeah. she just turns up dead. And then... Once he starts looking into things, and there's all these hints, we knew she, she, she got like burns from a cigar or whatever uh, mm. on her body, and we see Vince do that to like a girl because he, he gets angry at her at the bar, and like he intervenes, but it's like, oh wait, so he's clearly he was at the forefront of this, yeah. like he was involved that night or whatever, and it, it keeps sort of building, and you know that when his girl, uh, what was her name, uh, Debbie, Debbie, when she, because she she's at the bar and she. she and this is another thing the movie does as well. Much like it introduced the wife, it introduces her for a couple of scenes before she really comes into the plot. Because she doesn't really come into the plot until halfway through. Yeah. Because the first couple of times we see her, she's she's at Vince's house and we see that she's quite bubbly and she's quite nice, but it's more at odds with Vince, who's domineering and like, go yeah. get a drink, shut the door, don't listen to any of my phone calls. He, yeah, those first few scenes are all just in relation to Vince and setting him up, but just t- showing us that she's around. But I think she's so bubbly, though, you could almost see her swapping places with Katie, with uh, Banyan's wife. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know she, what you mean. She's almost just as nice a person, but she has went down this path. She's ended up with mm. this guy, and she she justifies it to herself several times in the movie, saying, oh, I, I get nice clothes and money and cars, I can go shopping six days a week, and it's yeah, it's great. But again, it's like fueled by money rather than fueled by love, I guess, and motherhood and whatever... Yeah. What, th- what other sort of cheesy, cliched words you want to throw in there? But she, she but they introduce her. They, they, they properly give her a couple of these scenes. So when she pops up in the scene, 
where he do, where he Vince hits this other girl and Banyan steps in. She runs after Banyan uh, after he leaves the club and she goes up to his hotel room and it's very dubious that you don't know like, why is she there? Does she have one night stands with like other men? Is this something mm-hmm. she does? And obviously from Banyan's point of view we're thinking right he's he's wanting information. He's like right she may actually give me something because everyone else like it doesn't matter who he goes to they're all hush hush like yeah we're not talking about this and he tries to get some information and it doesn't really work but you feel honestly in that scene because we see that uh, uh, Vince's lackey uh, the Larry he 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 sees her going off with him so we, I was actually kind of worried through this entire scene like I got that feeling that oh something bad is going to happen to her yeah yeah I know what you mean uh, so so it's when when she goes back to the house and Vince casually tries to like bring things up and we see the police chief's there like he's at the poker game yeah and the, so it's all set up and he's like, all right, deal me out, fellas. And he goes off to the other room with her and he starts asking questions. And you know that his fuse is going to go. Like, he's playing yeah. nice. He's, he's being very suave. He's doing everything that he's supposed to do to act normal. But you're just waiting for the switch to flip. Yeah, and you don't know exactly what he's going to do, but he grabs up the uh, the hot coffee and throws it in her face. Yeah. Well, actually, he grabs her arm first. There's a lot of streaming first, but that's what eventually yeah. what he does. That's the, the culmination of this scene, mm. uh, which scars her. And... What I like about how it treats that, because you talked about the, the horror in the movie, I think that's actually one of the biggest parts of the horror, is that after this scene, she has this big bandage like covering yeah. her face, the whole thing. And it reminded me a lot of something like Eyes Without a Face, or like even like a... Not Frankenstein, but like... Classic disfigurement like monster movies, where they don't reveal it until the end, the end of the movie. Yeah, even, even something down like uh, The Invisible Man. Yeah, Which yeah, is a bit yeah. different, but obviously the same sort of idea of hiding it. Yeah, because she, she hides it for most of the movie. And I didn't think there was any reason that they had to show us it necessarily, because it, it, it it's grim on its own. It's, like, it's... Yeah, we, we we know what's under there. We know what hot coffee does to a face. Yeah, I mean, look at Connor's face. Ah, very good. Okay, I brought that one on myself, I'll allow that. Yeah, it's more, more, like, more like orange juice that's at your face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but so so at the end of the movie because she she eventually because basically the reason why uh, so Duncan so when du- Detective Duncan killed himself, uh, Mrs. Duncan got a letter that he'd write his suicide note that like had all these like facts and things about the the crime syndicate and like it put all of them in prison. She has that in a safe and she's extorting money. Like even she doesn't care that her husband died because she gets to extort money from the mob. Joe, you know, that's something that the when she discovers this immediately, mm. she's not distraught. She doesn't phone the police straight away. You know, like, like her reaction is very odd. Oh, because she phones the, the crime boss, the mayor guy. She yeah. phones him, and 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 says it's it's Duncan's widow. She that like just immediately introduces herself as that. That's it. Like she's already uh, like addressing herself as that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But so so we so we we have all this and Banyan almost kills her because he knows that if she dies then everything she has hidden will come out mm. and that'll like, almost like get everyone who is supposed to go behind bars go behind bars and he almost does it but he holds himself up. I'm actually some police shop as well because uh, at the same time but he does pull himself up and he he explains all this to to Debbie who he's got hiding in a hotel because she's hiding from Vince and everyone else. So it's actually Debbie who. So it gets really exciting at the end of the movie because two things kind of happen. One, we know his daughter's in, uh, at risk because yeah. the police escort that's outside his, his in-laws' house that are guarding his daughter stops going. 
the, the, the yeah. police chief has called them off and he runs over and we find out that his brother-in-law has actually got like some army buddies around and she's pretty safe mm. uh, but that, then the, his lieutenant kind of redeems himself a little bit because he shows up even though it's off the books to like root yeah. someone should be here and whatever and he redeems himself a little bit because he's, he's not just an outright criminal and that, that's mm. fine but we see we see Debbie go to Mrs. Mrs. Duncan's house and she shoots her yeah. And it, it's an interesting scene, and that, that that that's fine. And you get why she's doing it. She's doing it because she's she's solving the problem. If she does this, and she's already pointed out that Banyan's too good of a man, he's better than Vince. He wouldn't do this. Yeah. But she's already went down this rabbit hole. She's made her life choices. She's doing it. But when they go, when she when Vince comes home to his apartment, I have to admit, I was not expecting that flying hot coffee coming just from off the frame. It just comes out mm. of nowhere. It does just come out of nowhere, and it almost like makes you jump because it. Yeah. it you don't see it coming. It's just oh, there's that's there. Yeah, because he, he he goes over to the light switch. He's about to flick on the light, and you just see this this hot coffee yeah. just come flying at his face, and he starts burning. And I was almost thinking it was going to be Banyan who steps out, and it was him that was here. And this because he mm. knew what had happened to her, so this he could be the one doing this. But it's her. Like she's taking everything into her own hands. She's taking control. Yeah, she, she's not letting the money dictate her character she's, anymore. She's kind of the real hero of the movie. <laughs> almost, almost. She, she, she she's, she's because even as she says earlier on, she's siding a different. She's turning a different eye to everything. She doesn't stay in the room when he's talking business. She just wants. She's happy to have the money. Yeah, and she's letting money dictate who she is. And and then at the end of the movie, once he turns on her and she goes through this metamorphosis, she comes back and she's like, "I'm not letting it dictate who I am. I'm solving this. I'm going to fight back. You're burned, haha." And that's when she rips off the the bandage and we see her burned face, all the scarring. She's like, "This is what you're going to look like. Not all last long because they're coming for you." Obviously, Vin shoots her and she dies. But uh, and that's basically the end of the movie. Is like, you know the, the the cops run in and uh, Banyan's there and he. He gives chase to Vince because Vince tries to run off, but he he grabs him and he is going to kill him, but he holds back at the last second. And again, it's yes. kind of his character not wanting to cross that line. Like I am better than you, and I have to kind of prove that to myself. Yeah, and which is why it's interesting that, that I feel like that she is kind of the hero. She does the things that has to be done in order to succeed and and get the the victory. Whereas he is the the moral hero, but if 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 she hadn't been doing what she did, he would have lost ultimately. He would he would have lost, but I I don't think it's like she she is the 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 hero. She is the how do I phrase this? She is the Catwoman to his Batman. Yeah, <laughs> that's right? a good way of putting it. Where she will go outside the rules because she's already crossed that line. And I don't think I mean that's the the, the example that comes to mind. But I, I think you see this repeatedly in fiction. I think you yeah. see. see You'll have the character who's outside, outside on the fringe, who can do mm. the things that the moral hero won't do, and in this case, it solves solves everything. And like we have no idea how it would have went down had it not. We don't. But she goes on this kind of destructive past, even though it is the result is heroic. It is very destructive. She doesn't really care about her real well being. Like she gets herself shot, and it's not like it's yeah. a. It's not like she's expecting to be shot. She's kind of stupid about it, really. She's just kind of standing there. Of course, he's going to want to shoot you. He's already burned your face off. He's clearly unstable. He's going to yeah, do something. Y- you probably could have moved out of the way. But I don't think she cared. No, she didn't. She's been reckless. And I, I think that's like... A, again, this is why I think the, the movie's strongest suits of its characters. Because I think her, I think Vince, I think... Bang, to a lesser extent, and his wife. But they're all so well-defined. And they all have clear arcs. They have clear goals. 
Well, Bane's yeah. wife doesn't have an arc. She 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 has she, a she start has of a purpose. an arc and she dies. But there's arcs there, and there's growth, and you understand why she's doing what she's doing, and she has flipped, and she's out with that money control. Same with the uh, the lieutenant; like he's out of that money control because he makes the choice. No, I care about being a good person and protecting yeah. that little girl instead of staying and just yeah. getting my pension safely. But good ultimately prevails because uh, Banyan gets his badge back. He goes back to work, and yeah, he's he's the sergeant. I mean, he'll probably get that promotion at some point. I don't know if he will, because as the lieutenant points out, he's not that type of guy. He says the reason why he's had his job for so long is because he's happy not to step on toes, whereas Banyan's a natural toe-stepper. That wasn't the exact phrase he used, but that was the gist of it. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like ultimately, eventually, he would... That's kind of where the, the movie has pushed him to grow to that point, where he did take things into his own hands and he... Followed it, and he he ultimately did step on the toes of of like the the commissioner and and all the others to do what he thought was right. So I think ultimately that puts him in a place to become that. What you mean, the lieutenant? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, lieutenant. Yeah, I thought I, I yeah. think you started that sentence talking about Banyan, and I got yeah, more confused. Yeah. yeah, sorry. No, but even the even the chief though, because the chief's at the poker game when, when he hears Debbie like screaming out in pain, he's like ready to get up. He's like, "This isn't right." Like. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, again, much like she was, if I'm not looking at where the money's coming from and I'm not looking at the bad things that are happening to make my life comfortable, it's okay. But yes. the minute he's confronted with it, it's like, no, I need to get up out of this seat and do something. Mm. And he tries to confront Vince. He doesn't really get very far with it, he, he, but he, he tries. He, he tries, but it's not. It's kind of half-hearted, isn't it? Well, yeah, but the point is, though, is he gets up. It's, that's the whole point. Is, it, much like her, that's the entire point of the movie, is that once you actually see the yeah. people that are hurting to get you your lifestyle and your money, you should do something. You should make the choice not to be that way. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I thought it was quite tight. I, I don't think there's... Like, like In terms of pacing, I think it's quite well. It flows really nicely. Oh, yeah, it, it didn't drag. If, if anything, it may have even went a bit too quick in places. Yeah, I feel like the the point where that you'd add more for me would be, you know, where you have the time jump after the wife dies and, mm. you, and then it comes back after the funeral. Maybe just a, a scene to show his grief. Something in there. I said, though, I did really like how he, uh, like he, he wouldn't talk about her to Debbie and at the end when she was dying, he did, like, because she wanted to hear something nice and it was almost like... Again, comparing them to and her being just going on a different path and saying they're yeah. similar, I think her listening to him talk about his wife was for her. Like, I wanted to, I want to hear how my life could have been. Like, had I not made the wrong choices, I want to hear about something like that, something that's happy yeah. before I die. And, and it's nice that obviously he knows that she's dying, and and that's mm. why he opens up and says this. And it's like, okay, that you, you deserve this for what you did, like almost. I'm also I'm very happy that they kept the relationship platonic because I was I was a little bit worried because sometimes movies of this era mm. you'll have characters uh, like him who will just instantly fall in love with the new person immediately. Uh, it always that, feels a, a bit off to me, so I was glad they didn't go down that path. Yeah, that would have felt especially cheap in this movie, given that everything was re- for him revolved around his wife. Yeah, especially since we liked his wife so much, they went through so much effort to make us care about his wife. They that, did. That to do anything like that in the second half would have probably felt like a slap in the face. Yeah. And it would have soured the, the whole thing, so I think... And it would have just, ultimately, it would have made him less of a hero. It would have, yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that, yeah. Do you know what, I, I kind of like it. As much as we're using the word hero, right? 
I like that it's not necessarily a hero. It's just not not being an asshole, almost. Yeah, he does the right thing. He does his job, basically. He does his job. Like Everyone else is willing to not do their job for money. And he's like, no, I'm a goddamn detective. I'm going to do my job. <laughs> yeah, it, ultimately, he doesn't actually do anything that heroic other than do his job. It but... is. Well, it goes back to that old saying, isn't it? Uh, the, the only... The only thing it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to stand by and do nothing. It's like, yeah. he's the one who's willing to not just stand by and do nothing. It's, <laughs> yeah, not exactly. it's not like he goes above and beyond. It's just... He's just the old... By, by comparison to everyone else, yeah. he is so far above that he is automatically heroic. Yeah. But, you know, everything kind of shakes everyone up. Because, like I say, the, the lieutenant kind of comes out when he realises the little girl's yeah. in trouble. I can't let this be. The police chief sees Debbie in pain and being hurt. I can't just sit here and let this happen. Even after Larry tries to stop him, he hears a second scream and he's like, "No, I'm getting up." Like, yeah. and it's it's that. It's I think that's don't be a slave to money. I think uh, is that's that's clearly the the message of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Money money breeds corruption and fear, uh, yeah. and don't let it. You control the money; it doesn't control you. I think that's the that's the yeah. ultimate message of the movie for me. Uh, there you go. That's probably one of the quickest ones we've done. But uh... it's because I think that's you'll probably find that we do that a lot with things of this era, especially noirs, where they're they're very straightforward in terms of they all kind of have a similar sort of plot. Yeah, they, they it's it's how well do they execute it at that point, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cast cast is good. Uh, yeah. Uh, direction is good. I mentioned the, the opening scene, but there was a lot of good, nice little uh, things. Obviously, it's from an era where there wasn't as flashier filmmaking going on, mm. but there's definitely a lot of very, very simple techniques. Uh, the way the, the clock comes back into it whenever you go back to the uh, the house from the start of the movie, yeah. uh, it's like a sort of running theme that plays throughout. Uh, we, we start off again with a shot of the gun when he goes to Larry's house, which again, yeah. very very neat and thematic. There's like these these bullet points that it keeps coming back to throughout the film. It's it's very confident in what it's doing. It always knows exactly what it's pointing at and why it is doing that. Yeah. So no, that's uh, that's that's the big key. So I guess I guess we're on ratings. Yeah, I guess we are. All right. Well, what would you rate the big heat out of ten? Uh, solid seven. Solid seven. Hmm. hmm. Um. I I think I'll go a nudge higher. I think I will. Uh, I go. I, I think I'll go as high as an eight. I think I think I'll go as, with a solid eight. I think, yeah, it's not the best for its length film. I think I think M is much more haunting, uh, which is maybe what this is missing. This feels a bit more like a typical noir in that sense. Yeah. But it does have uh, some great great characters, uh, great motivations, and I like the message. Uh, and there is depth to it. There's depth depth to the story because we've just spoken about all the messages that are in there. Yeah. So, uh, no, I I would recommend checking it out. Although it's definitely not me my highest uh, lying or noir sort of movie. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll cover some more of both of those uh, down the line. Uh, but no, let us know what you think of the big heat in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff it helps out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore first for channel updates. Get our individual Twitters. Uh, I'm at Wibble89. Connor's at ConnorRyan94 for everyday ramblings. Uh, but that's us, guys. So keep watching movies and we'll see you next time. <laughs>